Okay, we're live. Pancreation Philosophy, episode 64. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. And with me today is my guest. Uh, this is Tanner Walker. What's up, Tanner? Thanks for joining us. So, Tanner, um, let's see. Yep. You currently work at the Fremont Gym, right? Yeah, I work yeah. at a Fremont Gymnasium. And yeah. I also teach classes at Seattle Bouldering Project. At Seattle Bouldering Project. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, let's get started then. So, how did you... I guess, how did you get involved in, I guess, teaching movement, coaching movement? Yeah, how did that start for you? Yeah, it kind of all started, um, I'd moved back to Seattle from Maui, and I, at this point, didn't really have a physical practice. Okay. Um, I grew up playing baseball, and mm-hmm. I played baseball in college, and that had been the focus, and when that had ended, I just didn't. I had a hard time picking something else. Okay. Living in Maui, I was living with martial artists, and I just, I wanted to practice, and I had this big block um, to doing it, and it wasn't until I came home, and I saw, I was just on YouTube, and I saw a video of Ido Portal, just talking about, like, why are you training anyways, why do you move? (laughs) Because you want to move. Yeah, yeah. It feels good, and it's not this... um, you're not doing it just to be a professional athlete. You mm-hmm. just really enjoy moving your body. And yeah. I think I'd been stuck in this idea that you had to pick something, you had to specialize, and you had to take it all the way or yeah. not at all. Okay. Um, so he just kind of blew my bubble on that and realized, okay. whoa, this is an open game. I can go study whatever for however long, and then you can switch gears, and uh-huh. it all kind of still fits into this, this bigger picture practice. So from there it was... That's actually how I met uh, James. Yeah. AMC was. I yeah. just was like, okay, what can yeah. I do? And I found Northern Shaolin. Okay. Was in Seattle. And, okay. Uh, Jun Hung Kung Fu Club, and I just signed up, and I was like, I'm just gonna start, start doing. You still start doing it, all right? Yep. And so I did that for a year and a half or so, um, just focused on that, and then I met some parkour guys and started playing around with parkour. Yeah. Um, they took me to a capoeira class. Started yeah. Doing that. And around that time, I think I met Zach Feiner, who is someone in Seattle who's studying with Edo. Okay. Um, and then from there, got exposed to kind of the movement practice and how Edo presents it mm-hmm. and started doing some strength work, kind of more of the ring, handstand elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been kind of unfolding from there of workshops, different classes, um, and just kind of everything is fitting into this bigger picture of. I'm working on movement. Yeah. All of these things kind of coalesce. Yeah. Into making me just, yeah, better at this thing that you can't put into a form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? This, yeah, no, this thing is like describing, you know, movement. You're like, well, what what do I say? Yeah. You know, from there. Because how, how do you capture that in words, essentially? Okay. So I guess, well, for people who aren't familiar with, like, Edo, could you, like, quickly describe, like, what, I guess, like, what his practices are? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the movement practice is, is more just looking at movement and trying to get out of kind of the labels that mm-hmm. we use because mm-hmm. then we start to see the move as the label mm-hmm. versus the movement that came mm-hmm. before it, right? Okay. And there's all these you could think about, like in a jiu-jitsu match of a, yeah. when a scramble happens. Yeah. And there's all that stuff that just happened, yeah. right, that yeah. wasn't tangible. Yeah. That's all exactly. like, yeah, how do you describe that? Exactly. Yeah. And he, he would call it like a cloud, right? You oh, can't, okay. You yeah. can't ever grasp it. It's the thing oh, that takes okay. all forms. Yeah. So, yeah. like, movement, yeah, people will attach to an idea, and they'll see him practicing capoeira, and be like, oh, that's it. This that's acrobatic yeah. movement. Yeah. And that's one layer and then another time you know we're dribbling a soccer ball on our foot yeah and it's like well what is this he's doing soccer now yeah nope, he's still practicing he's, movement. yeah okay and it's yeah that intangible thing that's yeah. in all forms um and he's he takes that to the extreme i yeah. think of diving into a certain layer so we'll look at gymnastics we'll look at kind of developing strength and that kind of sphere and then a whole other thing maybe we'll go to a boxing class and yeah. now we're working on rhythmicality and coordination and on and on we're kind of taking the nutrients from it and mm-hmm. seeing if that coordination that rhythmicality can then transfer into okay. where we can have this with the soccer ball now mm-hmm. or okay. you get sent into a capoeira class and you need to learn the the or the instruments and yeah you have a feel for the rhythm now because you're like oh i'm not bad at this is that i just haven't kind of 
figured out this puzzle. Okay, it's because it's a different puzzle. It's a different that, puzzle. Okay, okay. Well, how about let's, let's so let's go back to, I guess your beginning, I guess in sport like in baseball you said right. Mm-hmm. So like how, uh, how how early did you start uh, playing baseball? Five. Five. So yeah. real real young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So starting out, I like grew up in a baseball family, right? Okay. Dad and uncle played college baseball. Yeah. Played college baseball, college football. Yeah. So I was. I had all the tools. Yeah, it was kind of, you were surrounded by it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, that's the family, that's okay. what we do. Okay. Um, and so was, baseball was always number one in my heart, and I also I did some wrestling, I did yeah. some football, yeah. a little basketball, um, and then by the time 13, 14 rolls around, it was yeah. like, okay, started to buckle Focus down. Focus on baseball, yeah. yeah. Started doing select baseball, okay. summer baseball, um, and then it was about eighth grade, I think, is when I had this big mental shift. Of I'd always been a tiny, tiny guy. Yeah. The smallest guy on the field. Yeah. That was when we switched from 60-foot bases to 90-foot bases. Okay. So I got to throw farther. You got to hit farther. Okay. And I don't have the physical strength. Like the landscape literally changed literally on you. Changed, yeah. yeah. The field's bigger, and I'm yeah. still small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then kids are getting bigger. Kids are hitting puberty. Yeah. I'm not. And it just became this, like, mental prison of, okay i just felt like i couldn't hit yeah i had a terrible inner critic and yeah. um, i remember i was at the, the library and i got this book called mind gym okay and it was sports psychologist yeah. for the cardinals and mariners yeah. talking about yeah yeah how you talk to yourself and yeah that that inner voice that you inner said. voice yeah. yep and i was at 14 i realized i was talking to myself <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah until that point i was like yeah Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no wonder I'm yeah. like literally telling myself, "You're not gonna hit the ball. You're not gonna hit the ball." And yeah, you won't. So, 14 was when I started working on my mentality and kind of the mental practice. Okay. Um, and how I talk to myself and how I approach practice, and that's when I started playing on a, a select team where the guy had this computer program that could break down <laughs> your swing, right? We could yeah. Break down the swing frame by frame, yeah. and then we could put a professional baseball player up against it and match yeah. it. So I could yeah. do me and Albert Pujols Just frame, by frame, frame by frame and see, okay, wow. your hips are opening too soon, yeah. see how he's still got the coil, he's got that tight. Wow. Okay. So it, it kind of combined the biomechanics and yeah. how you're just not practicing yeah. the correct thing Yeah. combined with now the mentality of, I can get better when I practice and yeah. on and on. And, it and went. then controlling your inner voice in that exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's a big thing. I think a lot of people, like, or, or a lot of just athletes in general, they don't take into account the thoughts that they put out or the thoughts that they then, you know, like, that, they, that, that then end up controlling them, like, mm-hmm. from there. And I think, I mean, finding out, you know, at 14, that's, that's a powerful thing, like, realizing that, no, there is a way you can control yourself, like, from there, that you're not just captivated by your inner voice. Okay, so, did you just feel that, you felt that shift, though, in terms of, like, how you're moving? Yeah, and that yeah. was when I really started practicing, so, okay. like, practice is probably yeah. my favorite word in the English language, okay. <laughs> because, uh, yeah. I just, I have it in my mind from that time when I'm in my garage, Yeah. Just for hours, music blasting. Yeah. And I know what I need to work on, and you're just yeah. putting in the practice, and you're yeah. just getting in that flow state. Okay. Um, and that was when I went from literally not being able to hit the ball at yeah. all, like yeah. looking for the walk, yeah, hoping that <laughs> yeah, just like maybe it'll happen. Yes, yeah. please don't strike yeah. me out. To the next year, hitting three home runs. Oh wow! Yeah. And just yeah. went from there, like, wow, actually, practice has an effect. Yeah, like you can. Aff- affect how good you are through work ethic yeah. and it seems simple thinking but you know as a experiencing that on your, by yourself it's like it's a cap it's a it's a breakthrough kind of yeah. moment there yeah okay and so that was kind of the all-in for many years was all-in on baseball and i was left-handed oh okay so being a lefty yeah, pitcher yeah. i started pitching okay i'm a slow lefty but i had a big curveball okay and then i just started figuring out how i could be kind of crafty pitcher yeah and I wanted to see if I could take that as far as possible. Because that was kind of the only option I had in my mind. Was, I'm going to play pro baseball. Play pro baseball. Okay, yeah, because that was what you were kind of locked into. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so that was eight. So high school rolls, rolls around. High school how, rolls how, around. How, how does baseball go for you then? So about that point, I played football my freshman year. Okay. And then after that, I was done and just all baseball all the time. It was like uh, my sophomore year. I believe or junior year, yeah. one of those. I, I joined this summer team called the Rocks. Okay. That were 
well known for being one of the top teams in the state. And, okay. Um, same thing. Kids way bigger, way stronger than yeah. me. Yeah. All of them, I think, on that team, 12 people, nine of them went D1. Oh, wow. And then the three of us that didn't all played community college or D2 ball. Okay. So just a team of studs. Um, and they also kind of changed my mentality because the whole time I've been playing, you're always trying to be in the game right and everyone's on the fence. Yeah. They're trying really hard to yeah. win. Yeah. And this was the first team in my life winning team where we didn't even know who the other team was. Like, when you show up, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. We had the funniest jokes, and we were just dying laughing in our own little comedy show, and then we would just show up in 10-run teams. (laughs) The parents would get mad if we had to play a full game because they were so used to the... So used to just ending early. Yeah, Yeah, getting getting those two. Oh, wow. And so that put this, like, play back into it of you can Mm -hmm. be serious and you can work hard, but you still have to have this lightness and... uh, yeah, not not, not like tense. super focused. Yeah. yeah, because while you guys, you know, were joking, you guys, the results speak for themselves. You guys were able to, you know, dominate. Yeah. like from there. Okay. Yep, just let it play, and yeah. with that, mental confidence was growing, and kind of my own game, and I'm getting better just as a lefty, and that was kind of my whole trajectory was if I can just throw harder, right? It's yeah, like I just got to get my just trying to throw my MPH yeah. up, and I can get yeah. to the next stage, yeah. and the next stage, and the next stage. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was funny when baseball college was, I got a little scholarship to Green River and just started playing at Green River. And okay. college baseball was the opposite of high school baseball for me. Where it, oh, wow. It, it okay. became a total job. So, yeah, what changed about it? Was it just the way you looked at it or was it just the way? The, like, whole, program the whole program was program. kind of okay. geared. It was a different mentality. So the summer team, right, was this like. There was no just, likeness there. There was yeah. no likeness. It was the okay. opposite. It was like yeah. a football coach who was yeah. really into the. Drill sergeant thing. Exactly. Kind of thing. Okay. So I just got real depressed. I was at school and then you go to practice yeah. and it was just all in. And, and you I weren't think, like looking forward to it at no, all. Just, no. Okay. So at that point it was a job and I'm doing yeah. it purely to get to the next level. Yeah on and on and um, ended up it was like a whole kind of collapse of my life at the same time yeah which was the worst thing at the time that became like, the yeah. best thing yeah later was I mean because at the time you co- didn't realize it but mm-hmm. yeah okay but anyways continue sorry yeah no yeah. I just uh, ended up failing a math class yeah I didn't do the little things I could have done to be eligible of yeah taking another class and just kind of watched it all fall apart. Kind of saw the domino drop yeah. one by one and not do anything. Yeah. Well, there oh, it goes. There it goes. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I couldn't play. I was ineligible. And so yeah. I was like, well, I'll just quit the team. I'll save a year of eligibility. Yeah. And once there was no baseball, I had zero motivation to be in school. Yeah. I was a 3-5 student all throughout high school. Always yeah. got good grades. But yeah. now there was like no pro baseball, I was like, why am I in school? Got and it. I have no... Oh, Almost like once your mission of pro baseball like went away, you're like, well, what, what am I doing here? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so went a whole other route for a while, <laughs> ended up moving to Maui, kind of got into the whole hippie world for a little bit there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was from there, just didn't want to pick something again. It yeah. It was kind of that, it felt like a bad breakup. Got it. Broken. Yeah, like, you just, just any kind of sport, you'd be like, no, not not again, not, yeah. not baseball. Yeah. Because you just couldn't help but think about it. Yeah. Okay. okay. And thinking it's all going to shatter and break. And yeah. That's what, yeah, brought me up to Edo. And yeah. this is just this revolutionary perspective for yeah. me. Nice. And then that's taking it back to that. That's what then changed your yeah. whole. And I can see how that would resonate with you for sure, given. And then, because, you know, back to what you're talking about like the likeness and the play with it mm-hmm. that's and that was when you were operating at your best and reality your team really was operating at the best and would you say like those are some like looking back those were some key notions that you realize oh this is when i'm really moving well when i'm practicing well totally yeah that's what yeah. i got is like the, the the golden nugget out of baseball was practicing it yeah, it was. It was actually like if you ever seen the movie The Sandlot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, The Sandlot. Yeah, right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. They're just yeah. there and they're yeah. playing the game. They're not trying to get on a winning team yeah. and go yeah. be the little league stars. It's, it's amazing how something so simple gets so you know overcrowded or people forget about it. You mm-hmm. know, or people forget about the simple, the simple things that actually lead to success. Like mm-hmm. from there, but mm-hmm. yeah. And this is like a bigger picture of why we teach the movement practices okay. that. Um, kind of I feel like everyone got robbed of their physical education yeah right like yeah. we 
we rise in complexity in school. Like you go to an English class and yeah. you learn letters and yeah. then you learn words and yeah. sentences. You start to write stories and metaphors, right? And it just it goes up in complexity. And you go to yeah. math class and you learn numbers and addition, subtraction, multiplication, and it goes up in complexity. Yeah. And then we go to PE class. <laughs> yeah. What happened? <laughs> right? It was like, He's like, all right, go ahead, yeah, move run around. The mile, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll play dodgeball today. Yeah. Okay, push up tests. Oh, you suck. Sorry. Uh, sit and right. reach. You're not Do flexible. Better. Yeah. Do better. Sorry. That's, yeah. No, and that was it, right? Yeah. You didn't actually have any physical education. Like, I'm seeing more and more, like, wow, this is it's why. It's more physical participation, really. It's recess. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Gu- it's guided recess. And yeah. Then we're now as adults, and you have some people who got specialized knowledge where they yeah. grew up playing baseball or basketball, yeah. and they got some movement. Yeah. But we kind of skipped some grades. We kind of no, missed that's, that's the so, basics, and we never put so the true. basics in. Yeah. So then when that complex thing falls apart, yeah. you have nothing to fall back on because there was no kind of a ladder. Yeah, because there's, there's no foundation mm-hmm. like from there. Oh, that's, that's so true. And I guess I don't think about that now, but yeah, just thinking about... I guess you know, you know, teaching and like teaching people beginners, and it's like you can you can tell if someone had an athletic background because of just how they move. But you know, because some some students I have just have never like it's it's odd telling somebody no, you move like this and like move, uh-huh. <laughs> and they like they don't uh-huh. even know what you're talking about. Totally from that. That's so yeah. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, that's so true. The education system really has robbed people of like discovering how to move yeah we even taught people the opposite we taught you how to ignore the signals yep sit sit in your chair for seven hours yeah oh that doesn't feel comfortable let me give you medication (laughs) yeah right versus it's so backwards it's really backwards yeah okay so yeah that's okay so i guess on that note like so how is how do you go about like deconstructing that how do you go about like saying teaching somebody who's never been taught how to move like what's like what are some first steps for Mm -hmm. that yeah. Yeah. First basics that I pretty much have seen unanimously one of the easiest things is just joint mobility. Okay. For people is like everyone's been told to stretch. <laughs> yeah. Right? But why? Why? Yeah. How? Yeah. What's yeah. it supposed How? to feel yeah. like? Yeah. Like what, what? There's no. So people just look on the outside yeah. and they see you reach for your toes. Like oh okay, that's... reach for the toes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they we, don't know the why. They don't know why or any of that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Backing up even before then, it's like, why are you stretching? So you have more range of motion. Great. Yeah. What moves in your body? <laughs> Joints. Right? Yeah. Anywhere you can move, that's yeah. a joint. Great. So yeah. why don't we start there? Mm-hmm. Let's start where the movement happens mm-hmm. first at yeah. the joint. And just showing people how to, some basic kind of joint circles of how do I get synovial fluid into mm-hmm. the capsule? I almost have this lubricating WD-40 effect. Mm-hmm. So that my joints work well. They're not they're not creaking, they're not cracking, but they're they're moving smooth. Yeah. And when we do that, these circles also send this strong signal to the brain of where I am in space. Mm. So now you're going through your full range of motion and the yeah. brain can kind of see kind of what's going on there. I yeah. think of it almost like turning the lights on in the house. Uh, it's a yeah. dark house and some people are moving in the dark, really. Exactly. Or, and, yeah. and then they go and they want to do uh whatever, go I'm gonna go run this morning, they trip and twist their ankle. And yeah. It's like well, what if we backed up before, turned the lights on, you did some ankle circles, yeah. you realize there's toys all over the ground. <laughs> you pick yeah. the toys up and, oh, yeah. wow, I almost tripped on this. Yeah, I know. I think that body awareness is so not present in people because, like you said, well, it's almost like, yeah, people have set modes. And like, all right, no, I'm in work mode right now. I guess I'll exercise now. But, yeah, like, like you said, it's like, that's how, it's funny how there's so many injuries now. You know, when you think about it, it's like, where so it's so it is it really kind of centers on like small joints like you know like like you said ankle injuries or knee injuries like really a lot of people don't pay attention to the small things in their body that then pay out big when it comes to actually moving mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that joint will go that guy that's a big thing and it's yeah. that jump ahead thing too yeah. where we want to go and get stronger yeah and it's like great how you get stronger you got nothing supporting yeah. you yeah and like yeah. How, yeah how do you get stronger like your muscle <laughs> yeah. tissue adapts and yeah. it grows back bigger that's yeah. awesome that's great yeah but your joints do that too yeah but they take way longer yeah so if we're doing a ton of it's like building of, a bigger house but no not a bigger foundation exactly. it's just gonna collapse on itself exactly yeah that's yeah. And this, this, this yeah. basics of like brushing your teeth right it's, yeah you get up you brush your teeth you're gonna eat throughout the day 
and then you'll brush your teeth again, and you, you do the whole mouth, right? You don't just yeah. brush one tooth because you felt like that tooth. Good. Like that. good. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's what Done. we should do with our joints is yeah. every day I bring everyone through full yeah. joint mobility, yeah. and it's just moving it up to that toothbrush ritual layer. Like, we're yeah. not working now. This yeah. isn't fitness. This is just stuff we should have been taught yeah. when we were It's five. basic health, essentially. Basic. Yeah. It right. just you know, it makes sense in terms of, like, you know, like any machine. Like, right? Like, if you leave a car, you don't never use it. How do you expect to use it, like, what, in 10 years or, or I don't know, maybe like, oh, I, I'll leave it alone for three months, then I'll try to turn it on, like, well, it's not going to be, it's not going to just operate the way you want it to. Right. Yeah, but yep. it's like, it's funny how people, like, disregard their own body in, kind of, in that kind of sense. Yeah, okay. and that's a big mental shift we get people with, too, is getting out of this idea of exercise or training. Right? Yeah. And it's that thing where... You separate one hour of your day. <laughs> yeah. Where you're you designated. Like, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. it's on schedule. And so yeah. Katie Bowman talks about this where, let's say you're a, you're a good exerciser. Yeah, good yeah. One hour a day, seven days a week, right? You're in the yeah. gym. Yeah. That total time, you've only affected 4%. So 96% of your life, you're still a couch potato. Yeah. All mortality factors for being sedentary are yeah. still going up. Yeah. And so... Getting this idea of you're you're always moving, gravity's on. This yeah. is a twenty four seven thing. <laughs> you can't just turn gravity off. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's like oh, my body's not adapting now. So <laughs> no. It's it's just getting better. Whatever you do or don't do. So if you yeah. go to the gym for an hour and then you go and sit at a desk for eight hours and you come home, sitting in a car for an hour and then you watch TV for four hours, that twelve or thirteen hours sitting is yeah. not going to counteract the one I know. hour. That's still the majority of your that's, life. That's your practice. You're yeah. an Olympic level yeah. sitter. Yeah. Right. It's like you know a super soaker stopping a forest fire. You're like, wait, the yeah. majority of your actions are not helping. Totally. Like from there. Okay. Totally. So we'd get this people into the idea of like, instead of thinking of this like an hourly thing, because if let's say you, yeah you come for an hour and let's say you you make a hundred dollars metaphorically. Yeah. But then you go sit for eight hours. It's like in your car towed. Yeah. So like yeah you made money but you had to pay to get your car out. So you yeah. net loss. But yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day. So how can we yeah. start to interject movement into our life and just find opportunities to play, find yeah. opportunities to move, and it's yeah kind of like Pavlov dogging yourself to where <laughs> yeah we start to just create stimuli throughout the day of mm-hmm. you know putting a pull up bar up in your house every time you walk by the pull up bar hang yeah, for ten just, seconds yeah you know do a pull up yeah you know when you go into your make your coffee in the morning do it in a squat yeah up down the squat and we just start to put putting in those daily rituals daily rituals yeah. yep and then when you start to check in more and more and more yeah you realize yeah. whoa <laughs> I forgot about my ankles yeah. instead of a month going by yeah and like oh no and man it's too yeah. late yeah okay yeah that's you know that that's very yeah well not only like eye-opening but also in terms of uh i guess yeah like building that physical awareness is just so it's just so critical and then it's yeah i think i think i like that i like that dark or that light and dark mentality because that's how a lot of people are there people really are moving in the dark because they're they're not paying attention to their you know really to their vessel that they're using to move around and that's something that sticks with them like every day they it's like wait it would be like yeah waiting until your car breaks down and then like having it checked out like whereas if you had just bothered on you know checking on it every now and then like hey is this working is this working not just waiting for like a disaster to happen yeah because i feel that's so often like you know physical therapy people wait until something's totally broken and they're like well maybe i should make it stronger yeah whereas like wait what why didn't you just make it stronger like before that happened yeah you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah, i guess i guess it's simple saying that now but and it's and i don't i mean i've had this now for i've been teaching for three or four, four years now and yeah yeah being almost disappointed in people <laughs> but at this point i mean yeah. it's the the physical education part is when it clicked i'm like oh it's not your fault. Yeah. This is literally, it's like when people go to eat bagels, yeah. and I'm like, they probably actually looked at that old school food pyramid that yeah. told you you're supposed yeah, to eat Yeah, and it's like, right. oh, this must be right. Yeah. So it's, they're, they're yeah. trying their best. They were yeah. just given bad information. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So that's kind of my hope is like, okay, let's educate, <laughs> yeah. and then when you do it right, and then it works, you're like, oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, just noticing, I, I guess like, no, the difference speaks for itself once they experience that, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, so what are some big, I guess, like, shifts that you've seen, like, in people that you've taught or trained, like, from there? Oh, yeah, all this stuff. I mean, I'm yeah. like, today I'm training this woman, Darcy, who's 64, right, mm-hmm. who couldn't sit 
in a flat-footed squat for more than 10 seconds without hips freaking out, yeah. legs are on fire. Yeah. And today, oh, well, let's say we even started there. Yeah. And then each time getting down, you know, it was painful. And now she just hangs out in a squat. And that's constant with oh, wow. people. Of, yeah. You come into our class and people are just hanging out in a squat. People are doing joint mobility. I didn't have to tell them anything. Yeah. And there comes a point where it starts to feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to see is all everyone's struggling. Oh, man, this hurts. And then they come back two weeks later like, I'm comfortable here. This is great. And then we can start to get into the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. All of the being able to move low to the floor, all that kind of break dancing, capoeira language yeah. is not accessible if you can't even sit in the squat. Yeah, if you, can't, if you don't it's have the foundations. Exactly. Okay. So, And then same with that of you're learning a new movement. It's going to be taxing physically and mentally. Darcy could barely do a single movement at a time. It was mentally challenging, physically challenging. Today, she did a sequence of seven different movements linked together, and we probably ran through it 25 times, and I asked her if she even noticed. She didn't even notice. Oh, wow. Because now she's having fun. Yeah. Her system is getting stronger. It's getting more mobile, and now we're engaging her brain, making her brain find new pathways and learn, and it's fun and exciting, and it's you're doing work, but you're not realizing it now. Now it's becoming play. Got it. Let's expand on that thing, the concept of play, because I feel like uh, it's almost, I wouldn't say, well, I guess it's it's like that old school mentality is that, you know, you have to, you have to grind or you have to, you know, work hard. Like, why, why do you think it's almost, okay, like, how do you, I guess, convince somebody that play is like, is a good mind state to have when practicing? Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's changing the word play because I think when people think play <laughs> yeah. they associate it with like yeah juvenile laughter mm-hmm. and like childish kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing yeah but if you think about it like chess is play yeah but it's very serious it's, yeah right they're not laughing yeah <laughs> they're, taking, they're trying to win in this yeah. but that's, that's playing yeah and this is this book that Ido has recommended called Homo Ludens Homo and it's Ludens. just okay. looking at the man the player right instead of man the reasoner is that huh, everything we're doing okay. is play. When you go and go Break to a Catholic church, yeah. right, and they're all yeah. wearing costumes, yeah. right, and going the through this play. ritual, yeah, it's, yeah, a, right. it's a form of play. And yeah. war, going to yeah. war is a form of play. Because you're in a uniform. You're in a uniform, and we're, yeah. we're abiding by certain conducts yeah. and rules and such. And when I see play as that, it's like, oh, it's like a, a lion going to kill a gazelle is a form of play. Mm. Yeah. And for me, then it's it, playing hunting. It's playing sense. hunting, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it goes back to that that light looseness, yeah. And having that kind of ability so that you can adapt and make new changes, mm, yeah. And getting people into that mind state, and then doing it in many different ways. Sometimes it's yeah, playing martial games. Yeah. Sometimes we're doing dance games. Sometimes it's more object manipulation, like basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's exposing people in different ways because they're all going to be good at playing in certain ways. Yeah. If you go to martial arts classes, you're going to like yeah. that type of play. Yeah. People who go to dance classes like that kind of play. But I take someone who likes dance and I make them play with a ball yeah. and they get flustered. Because it's not what they're used it's to. It's not what they're used to. Okay. And now they're not playing. Now it's serious and yeah. <laughs> that's how we can work, yeah, yeah. Ah, work on that layer across domains now. Right? Yeah. So then... Later, right, you need to go, you're looking to buy a new house. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I don't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. What if you could view it through yeah. that play lens? And now you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I want my house in this place. and like this, and this is how we're going to do it. And Got it. It just has this kind of eroding effect on the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah, it kind of bridges that gap in terms of sense. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, so how is, um, yeah, so I guess, like, what are some, yeah, so what are some common aspects that like let's say you know back to your example like the dancer who's not quite used to playing with a ball like how do you like how do you guide them like getting to that sense of play like from there like specifically yeah this kind of gets in that mental story and uh, how, yeah, like how the, we talk divorce. to ourselves yeah the inner voice yeah. yep yep and that people don't realize that they're doing <laughs> it yeah and that when you were doing the dance games, you're talking to yourself in a certain way. Oh, this is fun. I like this. Oh, yeah. this is cool. Ooh, I'm good at this. Da, da, yeah. da, da. Yeah. When the tennis ball comes out and we're dribbling a tennis ball and, oh, I suck. Oh, this is stupid. Oh, yeah. I don't like this. This yeah. doesn't feel good. Uh. Yeah. But we don't. that's all happening kind of under the surface and yeah. we don't realize it's happening. Yeah. So we pull it out. Yes. <laughs> and I'll point it out. Yeah. And then we play with our mind and how, how what if we thought about this differently? Mm-hmm. Okay, what if 
whatever, and we take a different mental approach mm-hmm. to the failure. Yeah. Because um, in general, this is kind of the movement practice is realizing movement is such a big world that you will never ever come close to mastery of it. Yeah. And so you're a perpetual white belt. Yeah. You're a white belt for life, yeah. and you can move up within a discipline but we want to have that white belt mentality where we can go back and be a total beginner again yeah and just everything and and have the most ability to learn where you know if you're a black belt you only have a little bit kind of max you've done 80 percent yeah and yeah you can go up to coral belt and all that but if i totally switch and i you know throw you into a basketball game you've never played basketball you're at zero yeah you're you're right back step one exactly you have a ton of potential but to be zero, you're gonna suck again. You're yeah. gonna feel like you suck. Yeah. And we wanna almost get hooked on that feeling mm-hmm. because when you suck at something, that means you have a lot of potential. That means the room for growth yeah. is there. Yeah. yeah, and once you get that and then you start to grow in it, yeah. you're like, oh my God. And then it yeah. gets exciting, but most people yeah. don't have that. What we get taught. It's that power perspective. It's, it's the opposite of the specialization. What we yeah. get taught normally yeah. is figure out what you're good at, <laughs> focus on it, and, and go, go la 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 to everything yeah. else. Other things? No. Nope. Not seeing it. Yeah. yeah. And Ido would describe these as the three zones of learning, right? Mm. So zone one is, yeah, white belt, totally new, you suck. Mm. Zone two, you're okay. You're figuring it out, <laughs> you're working on it. Yeah. Zone three, you got it. You're polishing. Okay. And what we want to be doing is moving things through those three zones, mm-hmm. but keep coming back to zone one. Keep mm-hmm. coming back. Do something you suck at. Yeah. Keep your practice honest. Mm-hmm. And from there, you just get a new relationship. With, yeah. With that. Like, I love to tell people that I suck. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a good... <laughs> it's a good feeling to you know. find something new. Yeah. Or to find something for... Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think the perspective thing, like you're saying, is so important to realize like you could still get oh I suck at that or I have so much room to get better at this mm-hmm. like from there and I think that's where the inner voice comes into play because I think most people are so used to doing things that they're good at that they're, they're kind of taken aback when oh, I have to do something I'm not skilled at like what will you know when in reality it's not really other people that they're worried about it's a, it's themselves that's the main the main critic at yeah. that point yeah no one actually cares <laughs> yeah you know exactly I always tell people yeah. like when you do get whatever your goal muscle up a 60 yeah. second handstand just to let you know right now <laughs> no, no one, one cares. cares no one cares and you should which really, is a powerful thing it's a powerful thing yeah realizing that people don't it's like um Similar to like I have a I I do stand up comedy and I think that's the biggest thing you have to realize hey no one cares yeah. when you, if you think you did horrible really no like no everyone's gonna go next day yeah. they're not gonna be like oh look how bad Pocholo's yeah so, like, he was no. probably worried about how he was sitting in the seat yeah. while you were yeah. doing <laughs> yeah exactly like, didn't notice that yeah. I know and I, I think in essence like people some people look at no one caring as like a horrible thing when really it's an amazing thing mm-hmm. because that means it's it's all on you mm-hmm. and it, you're bear the responsibility. In terms of like how you control your life. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And if you get it, you got it for yourself. Yes. And now it'll stick. So when I can do a sixty-second handstand, it's I did that for me, and yeah. I'm enjoying it. Exactly. I, I actually don't want other people to see me do it at this point because yeah. then they talk too much. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, showing yeah. off. Like, no, this is I showed yeah. up yeah. for myself. <laughs> yeah, showing off for yourself essentially. Yeah, it's like that. It's like a recursive loop in terms of that sense. But yeah, I think. Yeah, but I think. Getting that inner voice, it's so... Because, you know, as a teacher myself, you almost have to... you know, Yeah, like, you have to showcase that to people that it's not the... It's it's not their physical limitations that's stopping them. It's really more often than not... And I don't know if you can... If you see this, too, in your field, but it's more often a person's own uh, own mental voice that's stopping them from doing actions or doing techniques, not, not a physical limitation. Yeah, almost 100%. I think that was... I think it's the book, The Inner Game of Tennis. Yes, I read I read that yeah. book as well. But it's, yeah, it's, it's so, I know, reading it, and then I guess like for people that know The Inner Game of Tennis, it's really, I know nothing about tennis, but really just helped me a lot seeing in terms of physical practice, mm-hmm. seeing of how, yeah, people have that such a almost devastating self-critic that stops them from really, you know, from really moving to their potential. So yeah, it's like it's like a weight that people carry that they don't have to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a yeah, it's a debilitating yeah. thing. Yeah, and that was something yeah. that I think I make a point of bringing up in classes because I was taught yeah the outside <laughs> yeah. this is what it looks like yeah. this is yeah. how you do the movements and yeah. I think coaches to a certain extent develop 
the mental skills, but don't realize. They kind of just parrot the outside skills, because yeah. that's just what, they like, well, it's what I've been taught, so I guess yeah. that must have worked. But they yeah. don't even realize sometimes what they're doing mentally, exactly. and I'm in the other boat. What of, actually made them work. Yeah. yeah the mental <laughs> stuff 100% messes it all up. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And then when you see how that affects it, then you start to... Yeah, pay attention to it. Oh no, for sure. I'm I'm definitely in that boat now. Like especially like yeah, reading, yeah, or having read the inner game of tennis and just understanding like sports psychology. I'm like, oh man, it's more important, like to really deal with yeah the mind dream with the inner with the inner, uh, with the inner workings of the mind than really were. I mean yeah, like to a sense you have to worry about what the body does, but really I'm more important about what's going on inside the head because that's what's going to dictate how the body moves yep. like from there like controlling the engine from there and that that carries even to like what we were saying stretching like how do I stretch <laughs> yeah like, why well, do you stretch yeah. yeah and like what does it feel yeah. like and it's yeah. like great so we're gonna have to start using our mind a little bit using our emotions of like yeah. when you're stretching does it feel good does this indulgent or are you just causing pain right now how can you change it right and we start to yeah communicate with our that's tissues true. yeah in a way that's yeah, like having a conversation versus yeah. me saying, I do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Bend now, leg. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, we're not just robots. We're like, all right, yeah. press this button, like moving there. No, but I think, yeah, that communication is because, like, that's the thing. People don't think about communicating with their body. If you said that to somebody, like, that's kind of weird. I don't talk too much. But in essence, that's what, you know, your nerves are firing, you're doing that. And you're like, how aware are you of your movement? I think. Yeah, it's like, let's use an example. If you want to bend down and touch your toes, you can't touch your toes. What do you do? Do you just keep pushing (laughs) until that thing feels like it's going to snap? Like, do you feel like that's the right thing to do? (laughs) Or do you think maybe you don't know anything about stretching and go in to talk to someone? You can learn what you're supposed to be doing when you're going down to that touch your toes. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah. It really, I always just come back to the physical education. I'm like, dang. Yeah, you got kind of screwed. Yeah, now everyone we're like stunted in that education. Yeah, yeah. But people don't know it, and they (laughs) all pretend like they should. Yeah. And so now we have all these specialists, right? Where someone goes to see their physical therapist, and so they can come spit a bunch of jargon. Yeah. But like, why why are you worried about this hip rotation, squatting perfect? If like you can't even sit on the ground and get up. Right. Like, there's some basics that are kind of missing before we go down this rabbit hole of. Yeah crazy complex lingo and that all just comes back to the, the basics that no one was really given that's true it's like almost like where like movement lexic in terms it's like we don't understand we can't read movement in that kind of sense like the body language is literally lost on people like from there it's like that's the only way i would say it and you're right it's like you know you're assumed to to understand this because you know you've been living i don't know two decades three decades like however however old people are people feel like oh i should have known this by now but in essence it, yeah it takes a lot of well maybe not a lot but it takes like a little bit of a stepping back oh maybe i don't know this as well as i think or maybe yeah seeking help or seeking you know so seeking guidance yeah and and that's like <laughs> they kind of should have known and yeah them not knowing um yeah it's it's not their fault Oh, I just based on what I was gonna say on that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's like I'm just saying it's like it's not your fault, but there's things you can do. Oh to, yeah, here, to help here's where it was. Yeah. I think one of the best podcasts, or as a TED Talk, actually, people okay. want to go check it out. Is yeah. why do we have a brain? Oh, okay. By Daniel Wolpert. By Daniel Wolpert. Okay. And he looks at the reason why we have a brain. Right, is not to think. It's not for poetry. It's not <laughs> to do these things. But the reason yeah. we have a brain is to move. Ah, okay. It's the, most complex action on planet earth and he'll use these ideas of like these little squids little squid things that swim around the ocean until they find where they're gonna live their life and then they kind of sucker onto a rock yeah and once they're onto the rock they eat their brain and their nervous system huh because they're attached to the rock they don't need it anymore they're not gonna be moving so a brain's ah so once it stops moving there's no need for a brain there's no need for a brain okay and we can take things like uh robotics right and it's yeah two-year robotics degree to make this robot pick up a cup and drink it with the same dexterity of a six-year-old child. Mm -hmm. To make that robot throw that bottle is going to be another two-year 
robot oh, degree. Damn. So okay. each complex action yeah. Yeah. is it's huge. Yeah. We have like so many nuances yeah. in movement. You have yeah. the computers that yeah. yeah can be grandmasters at chess, yeah. but they can't do a couple things with a water bottle. Yeah. And so and then it works on the other side where we can look at say the koala. Okay. Koala has this big head. Mm-hmm. Now, in its current environment, it doesn't move much. Okay. It only eats eucalyptus trees. It used yeah. to eat a lot more variety of foods. It used to move around a lot. Now it doesn't move. Okay. Eats one thing. So koala's brain is about the size of a walnut. Really? Inside of a massive skull because yeah. evolution hasn't caught up yet to give it a smaller skull. Huh, interesting. So kind of this idea, evolution don't always go forward. Yeah, so it we, can regress as yeah, well. Yeah, we got these big brains because we can do the most complex movement on the planet. We yeah. can swim, not yeah. as well as a dolphin, but pretty good. Yeah. We can climb, yeah. not as well as a gorilla, but pretty good. Yeah. Right, we can run, not as fast as a deer, but yeah. we can do all these things pretty well. Yeah. A dog can't climb a tree at all. No. Not happening. Yeah. And I think an object of throwing, too. I throwing's think, huge. Yeah. Throwing led into object manipulation exactly, and then yeah. tool building yeah and yeah then you think about building an iphone or yeah. just typing a letter and yeah. the complexity yeah of that movement that's why we have these big brains exactly no because i remember like re, uh, i was like yeah years ago i was it was this talk about talking about like why humans yeah it was similar to that thing talking about um yeah talking about the brain and it's like yeah really object manipulation i mean the first tools really were like survival tools hunting tools mm-hmm. like from that and the ob- like using your tool to change your environment that was a critical thing for like early humans to do and then yeah because like that's how yeah because you're not going to run faster than, than a deer but you can use objects to then make it to then hunt that deer mm-hmm. like from there and that's how our ancestors were able you know to develop so yeah that's interesting. Yeah, the reason for your brain is for movement. Okay. And I think no one yeah. knows that. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> we have this big yeah. schism. It's the whole Cartesian split is that yeah. people think the mind and body are separate. Still. Yeah. And so we can Yeah. We can ignore the body because yeah. it's whatever. When they're so in I mean, linked it's like literally linked, your mind and body are linked, but like linked more in so in practice and also in like not just in theory, but also in and how you move like from that. We've just yeah. kind of done it yeah. corporately where now you get paid for your mind, yeah. not your body. Yeah. And you pay for your body later. Yeah, because your, your body ends up taking it. You're, the toll. Yeah, you are paying a <laughs> toll. You're just not aware of exactly. it. Exactly. Like from that. It's like an, un, an unwilling toll in that kind of sense. But yeah, it's but it's yeah, it's, it's funny how, you know, when people think of like the mind, because like, you know, there's like nerdy things that you're supposed to think and then there's, you know, chalk things. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to be thinking but in essence like you know just any master of movement they you can't argue that they're that that you know their mental or not just their, their mental capacity has to be great for them to be able to move in that kind of sense like from there mm-hmm. and yeah. you can take these people who yeah. think they're really nerdy and smart yeah and let's go give them a complex movement and yeah you realize oh wow this is actually using my brain Incredibly, way more than that problem was. This is huge. Exactly, but and we're not. Where do we don't present that, right? Yeah, it's a physical Rubik's cube that they don't have to really encompass. Like that's yeah, they, they they don't have to try and solve. That's the thing people think about. You know, puzzles, but like if anything, movement by itself is a puzzle that you can. That's shifting and changing and can be endless. Mm-hmm. Like with how okay, yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of my hope of moving forward is we're kind of rediscovering the body and all of this that this becomes more common knowledge yeah because yeah there's this kind of big split where there's all my friends and people who are on this (laughs) talk and talking and then everyone else who's very far away yeah yeah what are we talking about right now? Yeah, like, like, what, like, what you, yeah, what are you guys talking about? What I thought we were talking about aerobics. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, that's the thing. It's like so caught up in right. like boxes and definitions. Mm-hmm. When it's like, or, you know, e- even like when we began this, like, yeah, like how do you classify movement? Yeah, it is grabbing a cloud. Like, how do you control that? You know, like, but that's the thing. Like, and also, what's the point of controlling it in a sense? Like, if anything, it's almost like people have to put definitions on things to you know have to understand it. But it's like why why do you need to understand it like from there you know and then and then also in essence because you know some people tend to 
just be you know it's a classic thing they're just afraid of what they don't understand yeah. and it's easier to like just ignore it than to face it head on yeah. like from there yeah but I think that's the, the big thing is we, yeah. we think we understand yeah like I kind of know yeah. exactly but we yeah. really don't yeah and that like pancreation is yeah. taking that example of in a real fight yeah we don't know. What, what do you? Yeah. We don't like, know, and you know? everything goes. It's like, no, but I think fighting and moving is kind of the thing. It's like people are assumed to know how to fight, right? Or people are assumed to know how to move. When in reality, like how how often have you actually looked into that or looked into movement, like from or have you looked into like fighting? It's like, well, in actuality, no. So yeah, it's like you know, like how do you expect to be good at math if you've never like done problems or actually exercise your mind to do that? Then like. How do you expect to be good at something you've never done? It's, and this is school too, where yeah. they taught us to yeah. try and provide an answer. Yeah. When really the answer is not going to help us at all. Yeah. Like, like what, what's the point of the answer? Like yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. But you still can't do it. Yeah. Like the theory. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. It's like yeah. So why like, are we obsessed with it's, it's a flawed theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a flawed theory if you can't put it in practice. And Nassim Taleb okay. brings this yeah. up in Anti Fragile and Black Swan yeah. is um, technology leads to science yeah but people think science leads to technology ah, it's the other way around yeah we create yeah. the innovation and yeah. then we reverse say how it happened yeah right? you do the thing it's that con- but it's that confirmation bias because exactly. it's happened already yeah, exactly. we say oh therefore it must be this yep. when it's like no so it's happening with the soccer ball where i'm yeah. learning to trying to juggle a soccer ball and see if i can keep it up a hundred times right yeah and, yeah I'm getting there where I'm struggling, I'm struggling, and all of a sudden I'm getting like 30, 40, 50 hits in a row. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point I start theorizing, right? And it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm watching the ball spin, Mm -hmm. and my foot's working more like a hand now, so it's being more ambidextrous, right? And you're thinking how you would teach it almost. Yeah, yeah. Starting to break it down. Yeah, Yeah, break down your movements. But really, that's not how it happened at all. Yeah. My body just figured it out. Exactly. And then I'm post-priori. Yeah, you're post-analyzing the thing that happened already. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing I want people getting to is yeah playing yeah tinkering because that's where the technologies are found and created and we'll let other people yeah theorize and that's like it's like conductive as opposed to deductive like deductive happens like after the fact when like conductive go like no I'm doing the thing Mm -hmm. and then that's how it happens yeah like from there I think that's yeah I think yeah, I think, I think that's a powerful thing that a lot of people don't really... Th- yeah, because like, like you said right there, like even like the self-awareness to understand like, oh, I this is what I'm doing. But in essence, like, yeah, your your body is figuring it out and your mind is just kind of being there like, oh, okay, we're just kind of reading what's happening. And yeah. here's the thing too, like Ida will say like, who taught you to walk? No one. You taught you to walk. Yeah. Right? No yeah. no one taught you how to do that. You figured it out yourself. Yeah. And that's a super coordinated complex action. There was no you didn't have to understand how the hips move into flexion <laughs> and extension. Yeah. Hip rotation, was, okay, all that stuff. Okay, now yeah. I'm gonna no, it's, yeah. your body figured it out with none of that knowledge whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so once we remember that, I don't think people remember that yeah. they taught themselves to walk. Yeah. Which is very coordinated. So like yeah. you everything you're doing right now, you did it. Yeah. So when we go learn this other coordinated thing, you're gonna teach you're yourself. gonna learn it. Yeah. yeah. And this is something yeah. they say yeah. if you do online coaching with them is yeah. there's nothing here we can teach you. The material must be learned. Yes. No, I, I totally I, I think that's with like any coaching really. Because mm-hmm. and that's how, you know, when when I if I when I coach like grappling or pancreation or boxing, it's like I'm showing you, you know, how it's like because you know when I when I show the techniques like, all right, this is how I do it, right? But at the end of the day, you're the one controlling your own body. So really, like I'm guiding you somewhat, but you're the one that's gonna have to learn these movements yourself. Yeah. And you're, you know, you have a different, you have a bit different body than me. Like measurements wise, you're a different person. You think differently. You have to make it fit who you are, because I can only show you how it happens one way, which is the way I move. So the way you move is going to be completely different. Yeah. You have to yeah. do it. Like that's <laughs> with handstands. We have this yeah. where one of my old roommates, he almost never practices handstands <laughs> ever. He's a yeah. climber, but he did wrestling growing up. And so he has definitely this mental skills. I'm yeah. realizing it's yeah. almost like an anime character. Yeah. Uh, Goku status. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. We're doing it. We're doing it. And yeah. there, yeah. yeah. I can tell him right now, yeah. hop up 60 second handstand and he'd be able to do it. Yeah. Just like that. 
I know other people that have been practicing for five years yeah. that have invested thousands of dollars. Yeah. They know everything they need to know. Yeah. They can't do one. Yeah. And the difference is the mind. No. He has decided yes. I'm going to do it and they're waiting for someone else to do it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's almost like they're waiting for that. They're paying like that physical thing to wait for the mental thing to happen when in reality the mental thing happens before the physical yeah. happens it's like once again like back to you know the previous concept like what happens first it's like that shift in your mentality because it's like as long as you say it's not possible then I mean it sounds so hokey like saying that but yeah that's the thing if you say it's not possible then hey you just you made it right in that sense like you confirm your own bias in yeah. terms of that sense Nassim Talib right. has a great one where he says yeah. uh, courage is the mother of clarity Ah. But we get it confused and think that clarity is the mother of courage. Ah, yeah. Once again, the technology and, yep. the, and the science. Yep. They're like kind of blurring the vision. The willingness to enter the unknown. Yes. Right. You yeah. don't need to know. You yeah. Need to be okay. Exactly. No, that, that, that <laughs> it is that Goku sense of like, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's how you got a Super Saiyan first. He didn't think about it. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you got Vegeta, like, I will become a Super Saiyan. Yep. And it took him forever. Yep. If anything, you go. got it by accident. Yeah. And Look I think that. that's. Yeah. Oh boy. And, and <laughs> movement. Breaking we come, down the yeah. DBZ chronicles. DBZ philosophy. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing because he he was like what on he was on some other planet, but he like broke the yeah. Oh yeah, because I remember because he put like five hundred G's on the on the gravity machine, breaking it, and then he's like cr- what? he still wasn't super sick. He was like crying, like why why can't? And then yeah, just that realization of like let it. He almost like let go, and yeah. that's when he reached it. It's mm-hmm. almost like, yeah, like, oh, DBZ, getting into philosophy from there. This is the best. Goku yeah. nailed it, right? It's, yeah. No, he did. Don't stress. Yeah. Train hard, yeah. eat a lot, and sleep a ton. Yeah, it really is that simple. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's like, once again, simplicity, you know, mm-hmm. from there. And then, yeah, and enjoy yourself and yep. throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, well. I think that's a pretty good synopsis that's there. That's good. Yeah. And Thanks, he, Goku. Yeah, they, thank you, Goku. Yeah. And he, um, yeah, kind of running low on time, but any any last words before we uh, check out, like, for the for the viewers? Oh, maybe uh, pop up your Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could just find me, yeah. Tanner Walker underscore HMP, or at yeah. Hybrid Movement Practice. Hybrid Movement Practice. Hybrid Movement Practice dot com. Okay. Nice. And then, uh, what, what was the name of the of the place again? Fremont. Gym- uh, yeah, Fremont Gymnasium, Gym- and I also teach classes at Seattle Bouldering Project. Seattle Boulder Project, nice. All right, that's been Tanner Walker. All right, thank you, Tanner. Thanks, babe. All right, bye, everyone.